Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Healthcare's Missing Link. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood, your host, and today we're going to answer the question, is social distancing good or bad? Another way to ask the question would be, is it safe or not? So let's dive in. You know, here we dive in really to the the, the idea of bridging healthcare and biblical principles together. This is a very um, sort of timely subject because right now at the timing of this particular recording, we're in the middle of this uh, pandemic. And I thought, you know, I'm going to look up pandemic and I'm going to see exactly what that means, really. What is the all telling, all truth um, seer, the Wikipedia say about that? Well, the pandemic uh, doesn't have that much of a complex definition. I'm quoting, disease prevalent over a country or a world. Well, no, duh. So I begin to think, okay, if there is such a thing as a pandemic, what would it be? I thought there would be common sense to sort of look at things from a gradient level, where if the most prevalent disease would probably be the greatest pandemic and things that would be less on that particular statistical analysis would be a less pandemic. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? So I looked and I found that 74%, I'm just going to talk about the United States, 74% of all of our deaths occur from basically 10 causes. The majority of those causes, as you've heard us talk about many times, and we'll talk about this in further podcasts, are these lifestyle-driven diseases. Now, there are five things of the top five I thought it very telling. Heart disease was number one. Cancer was number two. Unintentional injury was number three. And that did include, get this, not just car wrecks, not just accidents, but it included medical errors or people that died from properly prescribed medications, or properly done procedures. So that was unintentional errors, number three. Number four was chronic lower respiratory infections. That included things like COPD and asthma, these lung diseases. That would be very apparent today. And number five on that list was stroke, or these cerebrovascular disease processes. So those were the top five of the 10 things that factored into 74% of all of our current deaths in the United States. Now, the United States, we have over 300 million people, as you know. So that's a that's a lot of people that are dying. Now, how many people die of heart disease every year? Look back several years and the data is clear. Heart disease, which is still the number one killer, almost 650 million people or 100, I'm sorry, 650,000 people. I want to make sure you heard that again. 650,000 people die every year of heart disease. Now that is incredible. That's just not one year. That is every year. And that number is steadily climbing slightly, at least over the last five years. By all statistics, and I searched all kinds of databases from the you know conservative, liberal, while people believe it or not, the, the highest number I could find with this current you know, COVID-19 related deaths was about 100,000 so far. Again, very, very tragic, uh, certainly telling. But when you compare that per capita with heart disease, there's no comparison with heart disease killing six times more people every year compared with COVID killing 100,000 this year. Now, all lives are important and everybody matters. So this is all tragic any way you look at it. So I thought, okay, let's factor in this other idea here of really what is pandemic. And I thought there's one more area we haven't talked about, that being obesity. Obesity is the fastest growing, I repeat, the fastest growing non-communicable disease 
in the world right now. Most of it is being exported to other parts of the world by the United States of America because we are the sort of the the kings of the standard American diet lifestyle, which we know is completely deadly. There's nothing good about that. Hence, we see these obesity rates rising dramatically, not just in our country, but around the world. To that end, currently, now this is currently, here we are in the timing of this podcast is 2020. Now, With that said, at present, 37% of the women in this country are considered obese based upon the BMI, or or Body Mass Index Measurement. Now, I know that's got some flaws, but either way, it's still very good to know that. 35% of all men right now are considered to be obese based upon the Body Mass Index. Now, with that said, it's predicted, and, and I got most of these statistics, by the way, from the center of disease control. So this is not some obscure information. This is very available to anyone that wants to look this up. Now, with that said, right now, the CDC does predict in the year 2030, which again, as the timing of this podcast, that's one decade from now or 10 years, that all of the population potentially will either be overweight or obese. Now, again, that's crazy to think about that. All the population, we're talking about men, women, and children. So clearly, obesity would fit as a pandemic because all of those five disease processes that I talked about before that factored into 74% of all deaths are all very related or associated with obesity. In other words, as obesity goes up, so do these tangential disease conditions. So I really want you to think for yourself and be very um, rational with your thinking and pull the emotions out. This is just hardcore data. So I thought, okay, people are getting sick and people are dying. What does the Bible say about that? I know what medicine says to stay away from people. Social distance, don't touch anybody, don't be around anybody. Certainly, God forbid you hug anybody. Don't do that. Don't shake their hands, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I am not denying at all, nor is Dr. Michelle denying that we need to wash our hands, don't sneeze on each other, and maintain very, very good sanitation and cleanliness habits. But with that said, what does the Bible say? And I found two passages, and I'm just going to read these to you. The first one is found in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. And the next one is found in Mark one of my favorite books of the Bible, by the way, but up and up, chapter 16 and verse 18. So let's read what it says in James chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. Then I'm going to give you some thoughts. And again, this is going to be a very short podcast, so I want you to stay with me here. Here we go, verse 13. If any is any of you in trouble, he should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call on the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer, this is verse 15, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Now let's look at Mark 16 and verse 18. Actually, let's let's look at the whole uh, 15 uh, verse 18 because this is the great commission Jesus has given to his disciples. Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. 
Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs shall accompany those who believe. In my name, they'll drive out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. Verse 18, this is the one you will catch. They will pick up snakes with their hands. They will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them. And they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. So there's two ideas here that I want you to talk about. First of all, this anointing. So we could conceivably anoint someone with oil by pouring it on them. That's rational. That's reasonable. But there's no way you can lay hands on someone without physically laying hands on them. And I've certainly seen people anoint people with oil with their hands, and I've done that same thing. So I have to ask myself, and you certainly, by listening to this podcast, may want to ask yourself the same question. Is it right or wrong, under our big question, to social distance? Now, clearly in these passages, the sickness is not identified. Could it be a virus? Yes. Could it be a bacteria? Yes. Could it be one of these diseases that I mentioned earlier, such as cancers or heart disease? Well, of course, yes, because it doesn't say. But it says if someone is sick, this is what he might consider doing. Call the elders. The elders are going to anoint him with oil and pray over him. And the prayer of a righteous man is going to be effective and that person will get healed. And the signs that we saw in Mark chapter 16, or yeah, that Mark chapter 16 that are going to accompany as a normal process of those who believe are that, among other things, we will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So in either case, in both of these passages, people got healed. They got well. They didn't get disease managed. In other words, God is not about disease management. So if you ever have someone say to you, let's manage this condition. Friend, that is not of God. You need to know that right now because that's not his language. That's the native language of the liar or enemy. Now, with that said, back to our question. When we talk about social distancing, we're not making an opinion on whether it's right or wrong. That's not my, that's not my job. My job is to simply give you facts and give you information to consider around the context of is it right for you or not based upon biblical principles and medical principles because we're trying to bridge these things together. Because remember, all medicine comes from God. All knowledge comes from God. All teachings come from God. So everything that is comes from God. So we know that we can't supersede him and think that science is above God because God made science, right? So we have to continue to believe that we're not just one nation under God, that we're all people under God created by him for his good purpose. With that said, it is going to be impossible, friend, hear me, to really social distance and fulfill the scripture. Now, I'm going to say that one more time. It's going to be nearly impossible. I can't figure out a way around it to fulfill the scripture and social distance. In other words, there is no way around it. The scripture says we are to be in contact with people as part of the healing process. And that does not mean that we're going to be foolish. That does not mean we're going to be idiots. That does certainly not mean we're going to do something dumb. But it does mean that we need to exercise wisdom as an overlay with the scriptures involved. So my question for you, friends, if someone calls you, very important, and says to you in this case, hey, Dr. Mark, Dr. Michelle, or what about you? Hi, you can fill in your name there. I have coronavirus, and I'm concerned. 
and I'm sick. And I heard that your God that you serve is a healing God. And I've heard it said by a bunch of preachers that a person can pray and lay hands on someone else and they will get well. Would you come and pray for me and do that very thing? Man, I'm telling you, friend, right there, you need to know the answer immediately. If you don't know the answer, you're walking in doubt and you're walking in fear and you really don't believe God's word. Now, I know that's a very cut and dried, perhaps overpassionate statement, but I am not going to be accused of being in lack of impassion because I am. But the point being is, would you go lay hands on them and pray for them? Would you? Because they're quoting God's word. They're actually putting God's word to the test. And maybe God is using you. Now, certainly, you could go put on some gloves if you want to. No problem with that. You could wear a mask if you want to. No problem with that. But would you go in their presence and physically contact them? Even though you know down deep that this virus we're talking about, this coronavirus, you could go in there all protected up, but you still may get it. Right? So are we going to live in fear or faith? Are we going to live in truth or lies? Are we going to live in hate and love? Are we going to live in distance or togetherness? So the question for the day is, is social distancing good or bad? I can't tell you. I don't know the answer. The answer does to this question lie in the idea is, can we fulfill God's word? Can we fulfill his calling? while maintaining social distance? And the answer unequivocally from looking through God's word, just using two passages about the sick, the prayer, and the healing, clearly the answer is we cannot. We cannot maintain social distancing and fulfill God's word. And that would be the answer of the day. Thank you for joining me today on this podcast. And if there's one thing I'd ask you to do after each of these episodes is to subscribe so that you'll know when the next episode releases. Now, you've all worked hard to improve your health. Don't let hidden things like this that I've talked about and all these podcasts bog you down. Join us every week for Healthcare's Missing Link. We'll see you next time.